Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. Hey, welcome to Going In Raw Countdown, the only pro wrestling countdown show that is located here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are, including... Uh, the iOS podcast app, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all those great places. Yes, we're also on the Patreon at patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. Numerous, numerous, mad, new yeah. contribution tiers just yeah. added Thursday. Well, new new rewards for those contributions. I think. Well, we, there is one new tier. There is one new $200,000 tier. See, now I have every reason not to do this as well. I need to pressure you into do this more. But I don't want you to actually you do it. You can apply all the pressure you want. Rich. Not going to happen. I can I can ask for it, but I don't really want you to do it until somebody signs up for that $200,000 Patreon tier. If by some miracle someone did do that, yeah. I couldn't I I, I would I, I don't know if I could accept it. Oh, sure you can cuz it's a too sweet. That's a lot of money just for that. Yeah, well, we'll have to be like a billionaire. Have to be like some super super rich. Being one of our fans out there is going to like mortgage his house. <laughs> that's, the, that's the concern. It's like, you're going to break your family for a two-sweet? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad idea. Terrible idea. Uh, so anyways. Um, We're also at Pro Wrestling Tees yeah. at ProWrestlingTees.com slash going in raw. As of today, Tuesday, when we're shooting this, 10 designs. I hope to get one more up this week. Uno mas. You need my help. I just need you to take a couple pictures of my face. Oh, yeah. You just need, can we just do it now? No. Okay. Um, anyways, this is count out, so we have 10 things to count down. And this week, the subject is, who are the best talkers today in the WWE? Yes. That encompasses Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, and pay-per-views. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there was there any particular motivation for this? I think we mentioned it once, and then uh, uh, there's been a lot of people in the comments mm. asking for us to do this episode. Asking for this. Okay. Well, here we go. We're going to yes. start. Number 10. 10. Enzo Amore. Now, we know. You got, you know his, his act might be growing a little stale on some people, 
but the guy is probably one of the best improvisers uh, going today. Yes, he keeps on getting. We've been we have been sort of relieved of his of his mic work lately because he's just been getting back, beaten up backstage by probably cast. Yes, or maybe the revival, possibly top guys, top guys. Um, yeah, he he's really good on the mic, as you said. He's a really good improviser. Yeah, some people are, are kind of getting tired of his of of his. You know, because every week they come out and they do the same thing. Yeah, and it's to preface really, whatever promo he may do afterwards. It's really long. Yes, that's the problem with it. But also, like he's already been doing it for so long, and it's part of the overall experience. Yes. And have you noticed how many people wear their merch? A lot. A lot. Those guys move a lot of merch. Yeah, they do. Um, let me ask you something. Hmm. Do you think they, uh, Enzo and Cass be getting that kind of reaction? People kind of getting a little tired of them. If they were tag team champions. If their careers have been progressing at all. Um, probably. Uh, maybe not to the extent that they have been. But I would say probably just because the thing that they do is the same. I'm thinking of the New Day right now. The New Day, they didn't rely on one stick. They have their little things that they do. The hoo-hoo, that kind of thing. But it's not formulaic so that when they come out, you know exactly what they're going to do, yeah. what they're going to say. They they have turned their comedy bits into these very dynamic promos. Yes. You never know what you're going to get when the New Day comes out. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't know what you're going to get. With Enzo and Cass, you can sleepwalk through it at this point. Like yeah. You know exactly what they're going to do when they come out. Till they get to the ring. Till they get to the ring, and then it's kind of different. Sometimes sometimes it's good, and sometimes not so good. Yeah, um, Enzo, um, when he's good, he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he gets a little obscure Yeah. with some of the references. Yeah. He, he might include in his promos, and sometimes some of the jokes might not hit. Remember when Dennis Miller did Monday Night Football? Yeah. Yeah. Except that was really bad. It was really bad. Yeah, but he would do the same thing. He would have, like, really obscure references, and then I was like, oh, that didn't work. Didn't Rush Limbaugh do Monday Night Football at one point? He did the – he was on um, one of the pre-game shows. I really? Think. Okay. That's I don't weird. recall if he did the broadcast, though. That's so weird. And then everybody scurries to the sides. Anyways, uh, Enzo, yeah. Uh, he can get a little obscure sometimes. He can lose people sometimes. Yeah. He can lose people sometimes. Um I think, you know what, I think it's it's not, it, it's kind of related to what you're saying in terms of if they had progressed further in their careers, if they had the tag straps at any point. I also think if they're, it's sort of related to that, if the general story they tell in the ring was more interesting as yeah. well. Yeah, Because it's the same thing all the time. Enzo gets ragdolled and then he gets the hot dag on cast. Yeah. That's always the thing that yeah. they do. Well, that's been the case since NXT. Yeah, I know, Exactly. I remember, the, but the thing is, I remember, you know what they could, you know they could use? It's kind of a shame. I mean, it kind of is and kind of isn't, but could you imagine if Carmella and Ellsworth joined up with Enzo and oh, that'd Cass? Be, that'd be interesting. I mean, when I, I remember when I first saw Enzo and Cass in NXT, the first thing I thought was ECW. I was like, these guys really remind me of an ECW type faction. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought Carmella was really, really good with them. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Enzo, he's a really good talker. Yes. Yeah. Number nine. Nine. Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyways. Um, I, it was kind of a toss-up for me 
determining kind of who was top talker in NXT. Yeah. Because Bobby Roode's really good. Oh, yeah. And he gets a lot of mic time. Yeah. Whereas Ono doesn't. Yeah. But he's so natural. Oh, yeah, I know. So in the end, because of... You don't feel like he's he's anything's prepared. You don't feel like he's reading from a script. You never know. Like, yeah, there's never... He's never... It's never a promo with him. Yes. It always comes out straight from the heart. And that... Given given how long we've been watching wrestling, that really, really does seem to be, like, one of the most difficult things yes. to pull off. Yes. I mean, we've talked about Sasha Banks before, how you can tell when there's, like, sincere Sasha sort of shooting from the hip, and there's promo Sasha, and there's, like, not a lot of gray in between. With Cassius Ono, I, have, I mean, this dude is just, it's always pure. It's yes. always just coming straight from the heart. Yes. It's remarkable anybody could do that. I mean, it's from, it's, it's, and on one hand, he, he makes it look so easy. I know. And I don't know if it is. Or if it, that's the thing about it. It's like, I don't know. Is he just like, how would he do with a script? Because if he comes up to Maine, we still have no idea what their plans are for him. Yeah. But if he comes up to Maine and they hand him a script, what, like, what, does he do? Like, does he read scripts? I don't know. I imagine he'd or be able to maybe, kill it. Even maybe he, he'll be one of those guys that, you know, if he's brought up to Maine, and uh, he can be one of those guys that they just trust. Mm-hmm. To do it without a script. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen immediately, but I have a feeling based on the limited promo work we've seen of him in, of his in NXT, that that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, it could be. Because everything just feels so natural. Yeah. It's really good. No and that's, I imagine a lot of that's experience. He's been wrestling on the indies for years. I'm trying to think of other people in NXT who are really good while we're on the subject of NXT. Other than uh, Ono and Bobby Roode? Other than Ono and Bobby Roode. We literally have not heard one word from Aleister Black. Um, who are also my favorites? No way, Jose is whatever. Um, I mean, Roger Strong is whatever. I'm trying to think of other people. None of the women are really. Eric stand-outs. Young is good. Eric Young's really good. Yeah, you sort of take Eric Young a little bit for granted. Yeah, because he does like the weird thing. Like he doesn't. He never flubs anything. He's just no. straight up good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, number eight. Eight. Alexa Bliss. Probably would have put her higher on the list had it not been for the... No, I can't say it. I can't say it. The, the, the rest of them are really, really good. Alexa Bliss is surprising in that, like, she's probably the best the, the best female talker they have. She sounds like she's just... Yeah, it sounds natural. Because you know, the thing is, you know, she's she's green enough that they write her scripts. Yeah. And the fact that she that she's able to recite that stuff... And deliver it convincingly. Deliver it convincingly. Say what exactly. you will about the Bailey, this is your life segment. It was not good. Yeah. But Alexa put her all into it, and she was convincing. And it really wasn't... It, it had nothing to do with her. Nobody could have saved that. Nobody could have saved that trash. That was horrible, but that was all creative. Um, the fact is, she didn't, like... She rarely stumbles over her lines... She has done a good job, and I noticed this last night on Raw this week, um, when the crowd starts giving her the what, mm-hmm. La, at the This Is Your Life, they mm-hmm. start doing that. She's like, yeah, I'm really curious to know what it is, too. Yeah. She played off it. She played off it pretty well. She's, She's done really that a couple times. good with the crowd. Yeah. She's really good with the crowd. And there are certain other, so like if, while we're on the subject of, of women wrestlers, like for example, Charlotte. Charlotte sort of tends to give the same intonation when she speaks. She sort of has the same rhythm over and over again. Yeah. Alexa doesn't Alexa sounds like it's coming it's coming straight from, you know, the heart or whatever. She sounds like she's speaking as she's thinking of the words. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like she's reciting yeah. a script. Exactly. And so many others do. Um Bailey can Bailey can sound like she's not reading from the script, but she's so damn awkward. Yeah. Becky Lynch is good on the mic. Becky Lynch is good on the mic, yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Number seven. Seven. Neville. 
See, if this was me, I would have put Neville. Like, if it was strictly my list, man. Right now, these days, I put Neville number freaking two. Really? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I didn't really push for it because, like, he's on the list. What does it matter? We can talk about Neville. Neville is so damn good. This dude will take lines that are scripted for him. He'll make him sound like freaking Shakespeare. He's so good. He is good. And he he's really good at not only delivering his lines believably, he's good about taking beats mm-hmm. to process the lines. Mm-hmm. Because the the split-screen interview he had with Austin Aries last week on 205 Live was great. Mm-hmm. Where Aries said something to insult him, and, and, and Neville, instead of coming right back, yeah. took a moment yeah. to process it yeah. and come up with his retort. It was really well done. Yeah, he does a, that on a week-to-week basis. You don't get a lot of that stuff. No. Um, that, what's crazy, too, is that like nobody ever saw this in Neville back no. when he was a face. Yeah. They just sort of kept him quiet. They let his in-ring work do the talking. Yeah, yeah, and which was great. But it's like, man, once he turned heel, once he delivered that first promo, it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was available in Neville. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like seriously right now. He is absolutely one of my top favorite characters because he's so. Every time him and TJP are like talking to each other, and he just starts rattling off like a Game of Thrones character, it's fantastic. It's so fr- freaking good. Yeah, he's a very convincing heel. Yeah, he is, absolutely. Uh, and it's funny because it, he, he's so good, at, at some point, they're going to turn him face again, and I really hope he keeps this that aspect of his character. Yes. Like, I never want him to pander again or to be quite... Like, once now he's out there, he needs to stay like that. You, you know think, what I mean? Do you think they can turn him face and still uh, call him the king of the cruiserweights? Yeah, I think they can. I totally think they could do... I think they can, these days... You can totally do that. I mean, Kevin Owens is sort of on the verge of, on the verge of being a face when he's yeah. doing his comedy shit with uh, Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. So, no, I totally think they can. I mean, all all it takes like these days, it's kind of also it's kind of like when, I mean, the crowd never bought into AJ as a real face or as a real heel, rather. But like when he, you know, he's sort of turned, he still has the, the arrogance, he still has the swagger, it's still the house that AJ Styles built. Um with Neville, it'll simply be like just don't have like have him fight a bad guy, and don't have him pan into the crowd. And yeah, he'll still be a face. Yeah. people still love him. Yeah, it's gonna get to the point probably within the next how long do you think six months where he's gonna start getting over. Yeah, based on his heel work. Yeah, he's good, man. He's so good. Number six, six Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe probably has number one. He's the most verbose wrestler there is these days. But number two, I firmly believe that Samoa Joe is informed by a lot of really, really good movies because his promos always come off as dramatic scenes from good movies. Yeah. That's what they sound like. Yeah. He sounds like a Jules Winfield. He really does. And... Yeah, I mean, I can I can sit there and listen to him talk all day long. Oh, he yeah. Never, he never says the same thing. No. It's always new, fresh. It's always, I mean, yeah, every week they're hitting, like, the same story beats with a lot of these things. But he's approaching it from different avenues. I, I'll always go back to his feud uh, with Shinsuke mm-hmm. um, after he lost the belt. Yeah. That whole stretch when, when he would come out and harass wrestlers beat him up mm-hmm. uh, until Regal gave his title shot. Yeah. Gosh, that was some good stuff. Oh, it was amazing. Every week he'd come out and just be on fire on the mic. I like that time he drove by and said, you need better security. Get better security. I know that was better security. So good. 
Um, but yeah, if you listen to the words that he says, it's so unlike anything anybody's doing right now. Yes, he's got a great voice. His vocabulary is off the hook. Yeah, and I just he he comes to me like he comes off like he comes off like a Pulp Fiction character. He's like totally he's like within the Tarantino universe in my mind. That's his character, and I mean from the way he debuted in his Reservoir Dogs suit um, on Maine, that is um, to just how I don't know. He's he's just a tough dude. He reminds me of a Tarantino character. And yeah, and his 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 promos are intense, mm-hmm. and they're they're very emblematic of a guy who's an intense badass guy. Yeah, right? yeah, no, he's absolutely. great. I love Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Number five. Number five. The Miz. See, at one point we had the Miz higher on the list. Yeah, we discussed discussed you know where we're we gonna put him more in detail, mm-hmm. and I think we both kind of agreed that when he's doing shoot style promos, yeah. He's one of the best. Well, when The Miz is doing something that's sort of different or something interesting. Like when he's on Talking Smack. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. He's amazing. When he's doing kind of more generic stuff like mm-hmm. on Miz TV this last Raw, yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's just not exceptional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, when Miz is good, he's really, really, really yes. good. And honestly, I think with him, it's just been a, with him, I think his entire sort of whatever phase this is in his career, the reason why we're such a big fan of it is because he's been around for a long time. Yes. And he sort of earned, we call it the legacy pop, you know? Yeah. Like people like at WrestleMania, people like, you know, you put him in there against Cena and... And you would have thought he was the face in the match. Exactly. Yeah. And he was he was reveling and he knows how to go with the flow he knows how to, he, he definitely knows how to command a crowd. Yes. Um, he knows to get what he wants out of a crowd. Um, he can hang in the ring with anybody in terms of being on the mic. I mean, when we were there live at Raw, you know, he was in there and he was sort of the focal point. He had Dean, he had the Shield, and he had Finn Balor all around him. And he was the guy that was the most entertaining out of everybody. Roman wasn't in the ring. Um where was Roman? Oh, he was injured. Yes. Was he not there that night? No. We saw him be injured at the night before. Yes. Okay. Um, so you had, who am I thinking of? You had four guys, Dean, Finn, uh, Shield, and Shield. Yes, Seth. Seth, Dean, Finn. Miz. Miz, yeah. Um, oh, Bray was around too. He was under the ring. Later on, yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, the Miz is really good. He is really good. <laughs> um he he. Uh, I remember if we came with this term or someone, one of our fans did the uh, the heel that makes good points. Yeah, one of our fans did. Yeah, he is friend probably of. The, yes, friend. of sorry, the best heel that makes good points. Yeah. in the business today. Yeah, because when he does the shoot style promos. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, exactly. He makes good points. Yeah, <laughs> he just goes and he he keeps it real, and then people are supposed to boom for it. But it's like no man, people actually kind of like that. Yeah, that was the whole thing with Cena. Mm-hmm. Like all his points of Cena were like okay, well, yeah, you got a good point. It's a fair point. Yeah. You have a very solid relationship, and Cena seems very premeditated and calculated. Yes. Weird. <laughs> so, yeah, The Miz, he's up there, man. He's, he's doing good stuff. Yeah, he's good. Number four. Four. The current face of the United States of America, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Making sure I got his name right. Kevin Owens, yeah. I mean, look, according to him, I've mentioned this one before, and he's mentioned a million times, when he was like 19, and he was, you know, a couple of years in the business, I'd imagine, at that point. Uh, he had a chance encounter with Steve Austin, Stone Cold, and Stone Cold said, never stop running your mouth. What? And so Kevin Owens never stopped running his mouth. And now he is so – talk about being able to 
appear as though you're shooting from the hip. Yes. Everything out of his mouth seems like it's literally as he's thinking it. Yes. He comes off as a guy with zero filter, even though you know that at the very least he's been given a script that he needs to read beats off of. Yeah. Um, See, but like I think with Owens, he's great on the mic. What I think really takes him to the next level is the talking he does in ring. Oh, it's great. He is the best in ring trash talker. Yeah. At least in WWE. Yeah. He is so good. He. You know, he takes he takes Stone Cold's advice to the next level because he never stops talking in the ring. Right. He is always talking. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It is so good. It really enhances not only the performance performances of the match, but the story generally, too. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because at WrestleMania, his match against Jericho, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of talking. Yeah. But then the one at Payback, a lot of talking. I wonder if it was an emotional moment for him at WrestleMania, knowing that his, his probably one of his closer friends by that point, like in real life. Cause I, I do they probably do you think they think they went on the road together? Oh, maybe I don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what was the Jericho was on the road was on the road with Mark Henry during that one episode, but that might have been before the the Kevin Owens Jericho thing. Yeah, I have no idea, but they seem like they really like each other. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. It might have been an emotional moment. Who knows? Um, but also, I was kind of also wondering, you know, based on the size of the venue, could be. If he thought, okay, I'm going to scale back on the in-ring talk a little bit, yeah, because it's not going to translate to the back row, yeah, that could be quite as well as it would in the arena, yeah, that could be, or the yeah, there might be other factors like, yeah, I have no idea, but WrestleMania is a real weird beast, yeah, who knows, um, but, but as far as character work, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is off the charts, oh yeah, for sure, he's great, he's yeah. so good at, at just at, at building a character, portraying it consistently week in and week out have that character translate not only in promos but also in how he wrestles in the ring. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the feuds he's been with. I mean, if you you know, he's been sort of blessed to have been in feuds with like Sami Zayn, Jericho, obviously to the Jericho thing. Uh Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. That was a good feud. Exactly. So those are all guys that are like, you know, you can you can do a lot of good. T- I'd love to see Kevin Owens in a feud with uh, Rusev even though they're both heels. I would love to see that happen at some point. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh number 3. 3. Bray Wyatt. We'll do the voice. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, Steven lost man. You put me in number three. I'm the devil you do know. So, Bray, uh, at, at times, will get a bit uh, obscure, a bit obtuse with his promos. I've noticed lately, though, on Raw. They've been a little more linear. Like, they've made more clear. sense. Yeah. Clear, exactly. Clear. Yeah. Um, because I think it seems, you know, for the most part, he has a very clear goal. It's a very clear thing he's talking about. And then he can weave his really interesting wordplay around that clear goal at times. Yeah. Some of his goals have seemed kind of nebulous. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I think be too abstract. Yeah, and then you know, like his 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 promos will sound nice mm-hmm. because he's got a really good way with words. Yeah, and he's got a very compelling delivery. Yeah. Um, but at the end, you're like, did that mean anything? Yeah, I know exactly. Um, Here's my thing about Bray Wyatt: he could easily be like a lead bad guy in season one of True Detective. Yeah, he's that guy, and he is that good. He is so good at being that character. Like, that is a fully formed, realized, fictional character. Yes. Like, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Yes. And like you said, you know, you get sort of lost sometimes with, you know, the the weird crap that he says. And sometimes you got to think that they just said, hey, just go say some kind of obscure. We're not sure what we're going to do be, with you right now. Be, be evocative. Be, yeah, be weird a little bit. Yeah. You know, be vague. Yeah. Be vague. Just put some, you know... Good sounding words together make mm-hmm. it seem like it means something. But now that he's sort of in this universal title hunt along with four other guys here coming up in Extreme Rules, um, he does have more focus. They've given him more focus. And I hope they continue to do that because, yes. 
you know, when he's directly adju- uh, directly addressing like Samoa Joe, for example, this past week on Raw, it was pretty effective. Yes. It was good. It was like, no, you're not as good as I am. I'm better than you, and I'm going to take on Brock Lesnar. Yes, that's but he has, he, has, he has a way of saying it. Thanks. Exactly. That's really compelling. Yeah. And here's the thing about Bray Wyatt, too, is that his promos can be very... The effect that they have on the crowd is very interesting. Yes. Because for anybody else, for anybody else, if, if they had his win-loss record, they would be booing him out of the building. I know. Like, after, after House of Horrors... He came out on Raw the next night because we were there here in Sacramento. Yeah, he was on, he was on the show. And anybody else would have been getting after that match. He'd have been getting hit with booze. Yeah, or you know, House of Horror. You know, he'd be getting chanted. Yeah, nobody was doing that. No, there were, there were like people that were booing. There were people that were cheering. There were people that were captivated. Like he gets a very very wide ranging mix. Yeah. Uh, but everybody is interested in him. Yes. It's not like Roman Reigns where it's like, boo, yay, boo, yay. It's like a whole, like, he's like, he's like I don't know, like, it's weird. Like, the, the, the reaction he gets from people is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Like, everybody will, will participate in his entrance. They'll get their phones out, mm-hmm. be a firefly. Yeah. But after that, whether they cheer or not, yeah, as you said, it's, it's a very, very varied response. His gimmick is so, so suited to his strengths. Not, I don't think anybody else could pull off the Bray Wyatt character the way he does. No. Number two. Two. The New Day. I mean, it's the New Day. Yeah. They're, it's like it's literally like watching three best friends banter and be hilarious and entertaining. Um, you know, I don't know what if I don't know if they I don't know if they give these guys a script if they write a script if they just go out there and do their thing. That's a good question. I would have no idea. I would think they would have to set something up at least three minutes in, in advance before going out there. You would think so. You would think that, at, or at least a starting point. That had to have been the point. Well, yeah, I would imagine they they're probably backstage and they probably like you know hey we're, we're gonna do this go we'll to this, this go, go to that, this, and go to that. the transitions are, are up to them. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see anybody. I mean, they probably, you know, they probably consult with whoever's producing their stuff and saying, "Hey, we need you guys to make this point." Yes. But I really doubt that they're submitting scripts or no scripts. That doesn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah, they're they're fantastic. It's gonna be interesting what happens when they come to SmackDown. I really want to see them interact. I want to see the Fashion Police win these titles and the New Day get into a thing with the Usos and sort of have the Fashion Police assist the New Day a little bit. I don't know. I want to see the New Day and Fashion Police. Yes. On the same page. Yes. Together, I think it'd be great. Yes. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, the New Day, I mean, the 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 memorable, iconic moments they've had in the ring mm-hmm. are of Legion. Mm-hmm. Countless. Yes. Um, and, you know, based on their performance on the mic, for a very short spell, they managed to get the villains over. Yes. As a believable heel tag yes. team. Yes. Yeah. That is an accomplishment. I like when they did their time traveling. Machine. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that whole feud, the New Day, got over the vaudevillains. Yeah, I know. I know. No one else has been able to do that. I know. It is going to be really interesting seeing what they'll be able to do with the tag team division. Because I think that they were brought there. It's like, hey, you know, we've got this tag team division who has a lot of talent. It's kind of floundering. But it's floundering. Like, nobody really knows what to do. Like, I re- I'm really interested to see if the New Day can do something with American Alpha. I said before, bring Shelton Benjamin back, put him in there with American Alpha as a heel group. And have him take on the new day. That would be great. That'd be fantastic. Fantastic. Number one. One. John Cena. How is this even a question? Yeah. He's. 
like next to Stone Cold and The Rock, Macho Man, and Cena is. Well, you got to put Flair in there too. Put Flair in and there, dusty. yeah, and Dusty. I think John Cena. To be honest with you, I would probably say like, what's your what's your top three all time? What's your Mount Rushmore? Well, you have to include CM Punk in there too. Yeah, I'll be honest. With you, my top three is probably Rock, Stone Cold, and Cena. Mine's probably Rock, Flair. You'd put Rock uh, over Stone Cold? I don't know. That's tough. I know. It's really tough. Because you also have Jake Roberts. He was great on the mic. Yeah, he was great on the mic. But he's sort of more in Bray Wyatt territory. Jake, I think, just talked. <laughs> I think that was a Jake. You have Ultimate Warrior, of course. Not Rushmore of making up words. <laughs> yeah. Um, Flair would be on there for sure. Yeah. That's tough. That, that is really rock, tough. Stone Cold, Cena, and the whole side thing. That's Flair. I probably have Rock, Stone Cold. If we we're talking five, four. Mount Rushmore's four. Oh, okay. I'm saying Rock, Stone Cold, Cena, Flair. I think I gave somebody else my fourth, but whatever. Um, yeah, John Cena, one of the greatest talkers of all time. We didn't put. Here's the thing: people might be like, "What about Jericho?" We didn't put Jericho on here because he has said. He's not sure when he's coming back. If he's coming back, well, now we all know he's going to come back. Yeah, I think he's booked for shows in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. But he's not currently right now. He's he, on uh, hiatus. Exactly. And yes, the same could be said about John Cena. But John Cena always says, "I'm always here, part of the WWE." Yes. So there is. And good. rumors are that he's going to come back much sooner than, than uh, previously scheduled to help out with ratings. Okay. So there's that. Um, but yeah, John Cena is able to take. He's able to read a crowd and then manipulate that crowd to do whatever he wants it to do. More or less. He's like a hypnotist. Go back to uh, just recently his feud with AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times that AJ, who's good on the mic mm-hmm. in his own right, um, would come out and then just trash talk Cena. Yeah. The crowd would be firmly behind yeah. AJ. Yeah. And then within a matter of 90 seconds, Cena has the crowd in the palm of his hand. Well, remember, he almost made The Miz cry. Yeah. Like, twice. Yeah. Like, he ran him down so bad. It looked like The Miz was about to Miz cry. Miz had cry face. I know. That's that's powerful yeah. right there. That is so deep and powerful. Um, and, you know, obviously, he's he's translating that into what looks to be a very successful movie career. Yeah. You know, that's about to take off. He was great in Trainwreck. He was fantastic in Trainwreck. He had a small role in... Sisters? Uh, was that what it was called? Yeah, Sisters, I think. The one with... Tina uh, Fey and Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I just small role in that. Um, he was good. He played like a... I think like a drug dealer or something. Like, a, he looked like, um... Kind of like, uh... James Franco in Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was supposed to look like... Uh, what's that dude's name? Jody Hyrule? Uh, Riff Raff? Riff Raff, yeah. Yeah. Is that his name? I think so. I'll double check. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so he kind of looked like that. And then he's got a role coming up in, uh, the sequel to Daddy's Home, because he had a cameo in that. Um, at the end of it. So, uh, yeah, he's going to take off. He's yeah, gonna be, He's going to be like another Rock, dude. Um, did you see Rock's uh, little tweet storm about uh, Baywatch? No. Yeah, he was not happy that people were running it down. Um, so, yeah, John Cena, like one of the greatest talkers of all time. Yes. How do you not put John Cena on any list like this? Yeah, you got to put him on there. He's got to be number one. Number one, John Cena. But number one talker of all time. 
I'm going to go with Ric Flair. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. How do you not say The Rock? The Rock is the right answer. He's a $65 million actor. Well, that's not the same as best promo guy. Yeah, it kind of is, though. It relates. It, like, it's one thing leads to another. No, I can see that the, the, the skills uh, being good at one translate to another. Yeah. So you agree. The Rock. Ric Flair. Rick, Rick Flair, really? Yeah, maybe. Anyways, that's our list for the Top Talkers right now. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.